Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. If you're new to the podcast, it's great to have you here. If you've been here before, I'm motivated to have you back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the managing director and founder of The Brief Lab, where we teach people how to become better communicators. We're creating an elite communication standard. I'm excited about this podcast today because this is something that I just never liked doing, and that's performance reviews and why they can just crush people. This topic is one that I think many managers, many leaders get wrong, and I don't profess to be an expert in performance reviews, but I want to talk about why are they so damaging? And it's maybe that time of year where, you know, we're now we're in our third episode, I mean, our, th- our third season. And, you know, as we start another year and another, another season, you know, I don't know whatever the cycle is in your company, but as you see this in your organization, when people get reviews, maybe it's at the end of the year, maybe it's in the middle, maybe it's when their, their anniversary of when they get hired, whatever the trigger is, if you think about, if you ask people to give you words that they would use to describe the performance review process, you would hear things like, pretty frustrating, I don't really enjoy it, it's kind of demotivating, it often is negative, it can be discouraging, disheartening. I mean, I, I just, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, I mean, oftentimes it's just like, it's a necessary thing. You have to look at people's performance, how they're doing their job, and people want them. They're, it's tied to compensation, it's tied to how much money people make and how they get rated and how they um, advance in their career. So performance reviews, are you can't skip them. Um, suppose if you ran your own company and you don't have to do a review, that would be awesome. But, um, I mean, if you're, the only, if you're the only employee. But in the organizations that most of us work in, it's a necessary thing. It's in, for many people, it's just sort of a necessary evil, really. Um, so why, why is this something that we need to tackle and why is this important? I think about the crushing nature, how this just really is just disheartening, is that is oftentimes it's the problem of the rater or the manager, the person who's doing the review, where the, 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 mis- the mistake is somehow there. And I just kind of reflecting back on when I did reviews over my career, there's one story, which is kind of funny back in hindsight, but I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. So one of the problems is that in re- there was a research that said, it was, it's kind of interesting, it's pretty telling, um, the the Marcus Buckingham Company did a study that that said that sixty one percent of a performance rating is a reflection of the rater, not the ratee. So, so it's really pretty subjective. And then there's another study that said that um, it was, this was by Utah Valley University that showed that less than a third of organizations provide excellent leadership and communication skills for training managers. So if you put those things together, what you have is a highly subjective, critical exchange given by people that are not trained and gifted communicators. It's a recipe for disasters. That's why things are, that's where they're so poor. Um, and people want to avoid them, but you have to do it because I'm not going to get promoted if I don't do it. So it's how do you how do you make them better? Well, you have to find out why they're bad. And you know, at the brief lab, we teach people, and we have te- 
brief team programs and we do in one and we teach the quality and the quantity of communication how to, we're creating this elite standard of how you communicate clearly and one of these areas is how you do a review and you've never you don't train people to do it you're expecting them to figure it out well trial and error i'm going back to like a story that when i was working at an agency many years ago i had to do some review nobody ever told me how to do it i became a manager became a part of the senior leadership team and now i have a team of people and i'll never forget this i was in downtown chicago and I, I, I didn't want to do it in an office, so it was a nice summer day. I'm like, well, let's just do your performance review. I filled out all the forms, and we, we went down, and we there was like a, like a golf range, a driving range. In hindsight, it was, it was um, probably not the right form to do it, but I'm kind of an out-of-the-box thinker. So I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't want to be in a performance room in a conference room, so let's go somewhere really kind of interesting and fun, and let's go outside. So we went outside. But I prepared his review, and and then... I kind of just let him have it. He was kind of set up like, this is going to be great. We're going to get golf balls. I'm going to get a raise. This is going to be great. I think I'm awesome. And then we go to the driving range, and I just sort of like, you know, started driving bad points home about what he was doing bad in his job. It was really, it was, uh, I don't know if he ever have a bad, he has a bad association with golf, but it was painful for him. I thought that's what I had to do is just talk about all of his flaws he was a pretty strong performer. I just I did it I did it wrong and seven ways to Sunday I did it wrong. It was horrible. But I mean looking back it was kind of hilarious. But but in the moment it was like he's thinking it was gonna be great, it was terrible. Well, how did it go wrong? Um it started with me as the manager, as the raider. Um I, I thought I, I the mistake is you think you need to be critical. And that's not really the point of a performance review. It's to rate performance. How are you doing? Right? So if you did a performance review using golf as an analogy, well, I mean, let's look at the qualities that you bring and let's do an analysis across the board of like, okay. And, you know, so the first thing is, you know, keep it objective, right? You only hit, you know, 85% of your shots are on target or what, just keep it objective, right? The, like the research said, 61%. Of, of people, it's it's really about the rater. So it's keep it objective, not subjective, as much as you can, right? So it's measurable, black and white, just as how it is. Um, that that's one thing. The the second thing is if there are issues with the person, don't wait until the end of the year to tell the person. We have a course at the Brief Lab called Managing Tough Conversations. Well, what do we teach people how to do? How to have a tough conversation with a person when there's an issue. Well, as those issue, issues happen, don't delay them and have them later in the year and then stack them all up in this big critical mess, which is what I did with this guy. I, I, if there was an issue, I should have brought it up when it happened. So keep it ongoing. Um, and you know, as an aside, when you're having the con- tough conversations in the spirit of our brief methodology is, all right, you got to take time to prepare it. Keep it short. Say the hard part first. So what is the issue and why do you have it? Organize that. Rehearse it a few times. Say it to the person. Keep it short. And then take corrective action and, and, and figure out what's the follow-up and how you're going to fix it. Waiting isn't going to be a good strategy, right? So that's, that's the kind of the second thing. I think the, the next thing is give people a chance to prepare in advance. So you've written this thing up, or these are the things that you want to talk about. They shouldn't probably be hearing most of it 
for the first time during the performance review. It's, 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 you know, nobody likes surprises. Everybody's thinking it's going to be like, I'm going to get a raise or I'm, I'm doing great, but you're not like if like set expectations, give them a chance to kind of do a read ahead of whatever that is. And then finally, then in the performance review, make it a conversation. This is about the person and how the person's doing. Be a, you know, okay, these are the things that you're doing well. Affirm those things. That's great. You're doing those good, th- you, those good things. And if there's things that there's issues that they're working on or performance um, issues, most of those things shouldn't be a surprise because you're addressing them as they have as, as they happen. And the person's had a read a chance to read it. So it's going to take a little bit of diffuse some of the pressure out of that performance review. And I'm not saying it's going to make it pleasant, but it, but there, if you think about how people give performance reviews, they think, well, my job is to be the hammer and, 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 and unload on people. No, it's about evaluating how a person's doing to the best of your ability. So as the rater or the manager or the leader, we have to be more prepared. And, and then conversely, you know, that person's got to talk about what he or she thinks are some of the issues and how they're going to get fixed. So it's, it's an opportunity. At the end of the day, we have to look at it as an opportunity to clarify, an opportunity to energize people, to direct them toward that goal that, that, that you have agreed is the goal for, that's, that's worth chasing, whether that's these are the things that you need to do to get promoted or these are the things that you need to do in order to get whatever they're looking to get, right? So maybe it's to, to change roles or to go to the next level or whatever that might be, but it's an opportunity to, to clarify, to direct, um, and keep it brief and balanced, right? So that at the end of the day, what we're teaching people to do and what we're challenging people is to, to create an, to live to a, an elite communication standard is it's shorter. So keep these performance reviews shorter. They shouldn't be, and keep them balanced, right? So for every positive, there's a negative, right? Whatever that ratio might be, but try to keep that in balance for a person, right? So set goals and adjust is going to be like how this becomes a positive thing. Right? And I've been in performance reviews that are done well. And at the end, you should feel a sense of like, okay, this person did their homework. They prepared. This is, they took it seriously. None of this is easy. But the quality of the communication of the rater or the manager should be never in question. Like, all right, this is, this is, I, I, it's, un, it's under, understood exactly how we came to these decisions. And then they may not just, you know, even paying attention. A lot of employees, a lot of people just are worrying about, okay, did I get promoted and did, did I get a raise? Well, that's, that's part of typically how most organizations do a performance review. Um, but really make sure that that, what is, whatever is said is, is communicated and understood and that, that transfer is clearly, clearly made so that they know what the deal is. Um, so the next time, the next time you have to do one of these things, right? None of us or very few of us probably like doing performance reviews on either side of the table. The next time you have to do one, make it a motivating moment, not a laundry list of critical comments. Just saying.